Tim and Tom. Saturday night, we did a holiday party. Coworker of my wife's, we go to her holiday party, right? And then our realtor goes there because she's friends with that. And so we know a couple people, right? But we're just shy of 40s. You know, my wife's a little younger, like just shy of 35. I'm just shy of 40. Uh, but everybody else here was like 60, maybe late 50s, 60s. And so that was a little weird, right? I don't know if you've ever been in that kind of situation. It still feels like I was hanging out with my parents. They even had some of their kids. They were checking coats and stuff like that and, and tending the bar because it was open bar, which was fun. So it was at a person's house or yeah. was it uh-huh. at a it was restaurant? Person's house. Oh, it was a person's, person's house. house. And they were yeah. checking coats? Well, I mean, not necessarily checking coats, but they, there was somebody at the door. Yeah, this is fun. There was somebody at the door telling you, okay, you can put your coats over here. If you had gifts, they would take it. Now, it sounds formal, right? But not formal at all. Sounds gross. Not formal at all. But I'm getting there, and I'm worried it's going to be, right? But then there's an open bar, which is, what I mean is, in the kitchen, some of her nieces and stuff that are going to college are working for tips, and they've got a table up, and they'll give you the beer or the wine or whatever you're asking for. So that's fun. I was like, yeah, all right. Throw some tips. Hold on. No, no, no. Hold on. Mm -hmm. And then you tip them? Yeah. I've never heard of a house party where you're tipping the people. Well, but you're not buying the drinks. I mean, they've bought the drinks, and they're just having these kids, you know, open the bottles for you, pour the wine for you. And what then there's a first oh, world party. And there's all kinds. Oh, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. This is an upscale party. But everybody yeah. was cool. Everybody was laid back. Everybody was having a great time. My, my realtor is there, and she's awesome, and her husband are great, right? So we love hanging out with them and seeing them when, whenever we can. We're there, and we're talking to him. I'm talking to him, right? My realtor's husband. Kind of in a bigger conversation, but everybody's having those side conversations. You know how that works at a party, right? So he goes, hey, who's the guy with the hat? And look over, and a guy's got like an Abraham Lincoln, you know, tall hat on. Somebody was like, that's Stovepipe Stevens. Wait a minute, what? His name is Stovepipe Stevens? And they're like, yeah, you don't know Stovepipe Stevens? No. Right? So, I mean, it was a fun, you know, just everybody's hanging out, being a little goofy, right? Having, you know, free drinks. And we were watching the Chiefs game at the same time. So, it was getting to be a rowdy thing, and obviously that went well. Hold on. Mm-hmm. You're, you're going too fast. Oh. Tell me about Stovepipe Stevens. Didn't meet him. His name is. Didn't meet him. But a guy's there, and he's got this hat, and he's got like a Damn. mustache. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Yeah. How are you going to bring Tim? I know. Like, hey, there was this really interesting guy with a name that vaguely sounded like uh, a villain in a Sherlock Uh Holmes movie. Well, I I didn't meet him. The opportunity did not arise. And uh, I mean, I I don't know that he's an interesting character. He's got an interesting name and he's wearing a hat. So. Yeah, right there. Hey, man. What's with the hat? No, he was across the. This is a. It was a big house. I'm not gonna lie. What what were you guys wearing? Tux and no and flapper dresses. No, I was wearing a a sweater and jeans, tennis shoes. Yeah. Did people walk around with hors d'oeuvres? There was hors d'oeuvres all over the place, and they were really good. They were really good. But nobody was serving you the hors d'oeuvres. They were at a table. You would go to that, and you know what I mean. Did you tip the table? No, you didn't tip the table. You tipped the the nice young ladies at the bar because it was the the, you know the guys. Uh, Yeah. What yep. man? Uh-huh. What a life I'm leading. And then we I've all, never even heard of this guy. And then stuff. we all rooted on the Chiefs, right? And that was fun. Sunday, Jehovah's Witnesses came to my door. Now, that doesn't sound too unusual to anybody hearing that, but we've talked a little bit before. I live on a on a plot of land and there's a long driveway, right? So you're making a concerted effort to drive all the way up there, right? Which Jehovah's Witnesses do. And they knock on the door and I've got five dogs. They're going crazy. I'm trying to, you know what I mean? I try to sneak out without letting the dogs out so they don't, not maul these nice ladies, but you know what I mean? They're, they're very Oh, uh, it was ladies? Mm-hmm. It was two old ladies. 
I thought it was always young boys that had to do that. Different. That's more. I think that's Mormons, and they do their mission. Oh. When they're dressed up and they're on their bicycles and they got their little messenger bags and whatever they got going on. No, these are Jehovah's Witnesses. And I, I mean, look, man, beliefs are not faith aside or whatever. Whatever you're doing, when you come to my door and I don't know you, is rude. I mean, unless you're coming no. up like, yeah, no, listen, unless you're coming up to, to, hey, man, I broke down. Can I use your phone? Can I, you know what I mean? That's a different story. But if you're trying to sell me pest control service or new cable uh, company, or tell me about, uh, you know, your great magazine that tells me, you know, why the world is spinning out of control and why we need, mm -hmm. you know, Jehovah in our life. All of that's annoying. And one of the reasons I specifically no. moved out to a large plot of land that has a long driveway is so I didn't have to deal with some of that. And here I no. am. Now, all that Disagree said, all that said, I'm very cordial and very nice. Right? I let them speak their thing. You know, they ask what your name is. I do all that. And then I just thank them for their magazine, you know, and tell them I'll, you know, I'll look this over later with my family and we'll probably throw it in the trash. But I just don't, I, I don't get that, man. I, it, if you think I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Well, how I, else I don't like would it. you spread a message? How else, you're going to delete an email. Mm -hmm. Right. So then mm -hmm. you're also not going to go to them. Mm -hmm. So then what else would you want him to do? See, I come from this as, and I'm not thinking of religion mm -hmm. specifically. I'm also thinking of like businesses. Uh, I sold knives door to door mm -hmm. for a company called Cutco. Mm -hmm. That was our business plan. We had to go door yeah. to door. I mean, yeah. First, you start with family, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, so, I don't like I you mean, either. Then. <laughs> I mean, whatever. <laughs> no. Just be nice. Just I, say. I am nice. No, I am nice. If you're nice and they're nice, it shouldn't be an annoying interaction. Uh, it it is. Like, it is and it can be at oftentimes and sometimes it really affects my wife when she's working out of the home and they're there at weird hours of the day when i don't know why they think anybody would naturally be home you know what i mean it's kind of it's kind of odd i, I just know. don't like it i i don't there's public places where you know what i mean like i don't know it's just intrusive man like i don't i don't need you yeah. here and i don't they're now i'm stuck in this position house. now i'm stuck in this position where i have to pretend like i care what you're talking about and i have no. to engage i mean you know like i don't no, just be forthright and nice and pleasant. They knock on the door. Hello, I'm with fill in the blank. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not interested. Thank you so much. Have a great day. And they say, no, 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 please. I'm assuming. No, yeah. no, no, please. Let me talk. Actually, I, I really am not interested. Right. I hope you have a great day. Thank you. Yeah. And then that's it. Yeah. Maybe it's like, of your day. Hey, listen, this is, this was, it was a nice day and I'd love to talk to you, but I really got to take a massive dump. So I, I just, I got to go. Thanks. And then shut the door. That's so weird. No, just say, <laughs> Tim, what are you? Come on. I don't like aren't it. You the, don't... Aren't you the guy that says we all need to work together to make society better? Blah, 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 blah. Sure. Blah. Yeah. Well, then here we are trying to that, human that, interaction. That, that doesn't saying, mean. No, that doesn't no mean you got to. interaction. That doesn't mean. To come into me. That doesn't mean you got to do it at my front door. You know what? I think everybody would be better if they listened to Tim and Tom. I'm going to start going to everybody's door. And you know what? Actually, maybe we, we do. Yeah, do that. <laughs> exactly. If we said, hey, we're doing a podcast. We talk about things of Kansas City. It might interest you. Here's a DVD or whatever mm -hmm. CD we would like if you listen to it. Okay, great. Now they might throw it away or they might say, I'll give this a chance. And then there you go. Yeah. That's how human interaction works. If you always just said, no, everything's intrusive and I don't like it, then we're just isolated. I, I don't even think it's that, it, but it's it's my place of residence on my time off from work. Here I am. Uh, it's it's my home where I've, I've surrounded myself with my privacy. It's my weekend off, right? Like I Now I'm forced to engage in this conversation when I did not want to, 
wasn't concerned, wasn't looking, wasn't yeah. none of that. No. None of that. You came in and forced no. me to have this conversation all of a sudden. No, yeah. you no. No, because you'd have that you would have that excuse for anything. If they're at the corner of the Barnes and Noble that you're trying to walk into, I'm trying to walk into Barnes and Noble. I'm not trying to be uh, bothered. I want to walk in and I want to walk out. See, it's just, you're no, just have human interaction, man. Just talk I'm to fine people. with human inter- interaction, but I think it's fine to say you can't be coming up to my house to sell me junk that I didn't ask for, nor to talk to me about some religion. Because if if again, if that's fine, then it's again a slippery slope argument. But how many then do I got to deal with? Now I got to deal with not only AT&T, but also DirecTV and also Comcast and also the Jehovah's Witnesses and also the Mormons and also the weird Wiccans that live down the street. And now every day, five times a day, I'm going to have somebody at my at my door. I'm not going to deal with that. I don't like that. Well, then have a sign. Hey, go back don't to do what that. we were talking about. I'm going to do that. We went that day and we bought a no soliciting and a no trespassing sign and they're going up at the front of the, of the drive. Yeah. Well, great. Yeah. How awesome is that? talk less to people not that, talk less to people we- i have a podcast where i project people and i in- invite you to to engage with me on twitter at the awesome voice i'm on facebook uh we're at tim and tom kc on both of those we're on instagram also uh good see i even got the plugs in i i talk to people in every everywhere i go i'm one of the friendliest guys around uh, but man, leave me alone yeah. when I'm at home. I didn't ask for this. I, if I nah. was interested in some religion, I would do my diligence and I'd look online and see what the religions are and I would check it out. Yeah, I certainly wouldn't go with online. the Jehovah's Witnesses. Hold on, online? Mm-hmm. Hold on, online? Really? We're getting all of our information online? No, not Von even Jewel. online. But then, but then I would determine which ones to go to and which places to, you know what I mean? Like I would start there. Start there. I don't know. Yep. I like human interaction. Yep. I, I encourage more I, human interaction and less you computers. Know, you know, especially when I lived uh, at the last place, right? Uh, we got a lot more, hey, I do lawn maintenance. Hey, I'm a pest control guy, like, all the time, right? Because a little more uppity neighborhood. And I got it, but I was like, hey, man, guess what? I have pest management because I was looking for pest management, and I went out and researched it. I didn't wait for somebody to show up at my door like, ooh, I guess I need this. Man, get out of here. We'll do something. No. No, you're a Scrooge. <laughs> I you're might a be. Scrooge. I might be. Yeah. Get at us, though, yeah. at Tim and Tom KC, and let us know what you think about that. But you said you've never had one. Never had a Jehovah's Witness come to your door. No. Yeah, that's never crazy. had any of that stuff. Yeah, that's crazy. I, I can vividly remember 10 times. No, never had it once. I've seen it in movies. Obviously, I've heard friends and family talk about it. Never had it happen to me before. Hmm. Uh, right. I don't know. Maybe they just. I have had people, I haven't had Jehovah's Witnesses, but I've had people like, hey, can I show you this uh, shine thing that you can put on your car? It makes your car look new Mm -hmm. and all that stuff. I've had that person, you know, come up to my door and I've just been like, ah, I don't no thanks. And they're like, oh, please, I'll show you. And I go, "Ah, actually, I'm okay, but I hope you have a great day. And then there it is. And now I've talked to someone today in the face. How great is that? In the face. You talk to someone in their face and they talk to you in your face and you didn't look at a screen wow hashtag wow. hashtag How in the awesome face is that human interaction yeah. yeah talk to you in the face Gosh, hashtag, that is an amazing concept here we go here it is here it is the, the new tim and tom casey hashtag hashtag talk in the face talk in the face tim and tom well i lost my job how great is that oh. uh, uh you so didn't like that job I, there is that. 
Nah, I didn't like it. But I mean, it's work. Who likes right, any job that they right, can create or, you know, yeah. I thought about this when I was a kid. Sure. You know, stuff like still that. doesn't make it one of those jobs and still doesn't make yeah. it. Okay. Right. I mean, right. So what happened was is in November, uh, our founder and CEO before this, actually, let me take a step back before this incident happened in November, our founder and CEO sold a majority stake to DMGT daily mail, something other they're based in London. If you've ever seen the daily mail, they own that. It's like a us weekly or us yeah. weekly kind of uh, publication. Anyhow. So they had the majority stakes. So in November, Fast forward in November, they said, hey, we're not making money. Uh, we blame the CEO. Uh, you're out of here. So they fired the CEO. So that sucks, right? And then they said, uh, some changes are going to happen. So we're like, okay. And then they went radio silent. Like, we're like, hey, what's up? What are we doing? So I started looking. I had some interviews. Things didn't go well because I didn't have experience, yada, yada, yada. We're still going. We're still kicking around. And then December 14th, uh, I worked cause we have flex scheduling seven to four. So I get in my car at four o'clock or I clock out at four o'clock, get in my car, drive to my home and I rest for the evening. Then I see from coworkers on Facebook, this is the toughest day I've had. I was at this company for 10 and a half years. I was at this company for six years. Me personally, I was at the company for four years. I was at this company, blah, blah, blah. This is so sad. I can't believe they treated us this way. Well, what's going on here, right? Then I see a screenshot of an email that was sent at 4.08. Mm. And the email said, paraphrasing, uh, we're closing. Suck it. And you have 30 <laughs> minutes to get out. And That's so, verbatim. That's verbatim what it said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Basically. Yeah. And so. Yeah. Uh, no, I saw it. They, it was, that's what it said. Yeah. They uh, got rid of all phone numbers or disconnected. All emails are gone. The website's down uh, and they locked the building. So my coffee mug, my headphones, uh, because I left at four o'clock and this was sent at 408. I was unable to get that. So that stinks. I, I called the uh, Blue Springs because that's where the building is located. Police department. They said it's a civil matter. You're going to have to contact them. Called the number that they said to contact and it's out of service. So there goes my stuff. So. I woke up Friday morning and was like, well, I don't have a job. So yeah. it's, we were recording this on December 19th and I'm still job searching, which man, that mm. is not fun. Right. Oh, Tell worst. me why you want to work here. I need money. Mm-hmm. Like, that's yeah. what I just want to say. Yeah. What makes I you a great that. candidate? Yeah. What makes you a great candidate? I don't know. Uh, I don't kill people. I'm pretty friendly. If uh, the situation calls for it. And sometimes I show up on time. I hate that one. What makes me a great candidate? You're, I'm not because you're also not paying requisite funds to get a great candidate. So I'm a decent candidate for this decent job that you have. Can we have a serious conversation or do you want me to come up with fake stuff? Like, I hate that. Yeah. I, I way back in the day when it was like part-time jobs and seasonal work, you know, in high school when, you know, in between well, for me, sports is when I would get a job and stuff like that. I remember they would always have like questions similar to, are you trustworthy? And I just wanted to be like, no, hire yeah. me. Yeah. You right? ever take those so. tests where it's like, all right, we're going to ask you a series of 350 questions and you're going to answer somewhat likely, uh, most likely, yeah. definitely. Uh, and they're all the same question, but asked three different ways. And you're like, what is going yep. on? 
Like, I hate that. Yeah. I hate that. And then I'm like, who's answering this honestly? Like, who's doing right. that? Why are you wasting yeah. so, everybody's time with this? So, uh, yeah, right now I'm currently in the job hunt, which is fun. Uh, putting in resumes for every company you can think of and then their subsidiaries. So doing that. Um, but then here's the good news. This is what I did. This is yeah. fun. I'll share a story with you. Uh, so it starts out unfortunate and then it gets somewhat nice and heartwarming towards the end. So have a friend, Chris and his wife, Monica, who I've known since high school, they are married, high school sweethearts, yada, yada, yada. They get pregnant after years of trying. Uh, Chris was, uh, overweight. So he got a surgery, the lap band or whatever to lose weight. Through that process, he ends up getting Monica pregnant, which is fantastic because before that they were trying to adopt and then they couldn't adopt for X, Y, and Z reasons. Uh, but then they get pregnant, right? Whoop, whoop, whoop. Yeah, that's awesome. And apparently she has some matter that I don't remember specifically and I don't even want to guess what it was, but she has the baby at five months. What? That sucks, Whoa, right? Yeah. Baby is born at like 15 ounces, I think it was, something like that. Less than a pound for sure. So this was uh, about half a year ago. So the baby's been in ICU its entire life. It's, uh, the baby is a girl, and her name is Levi. And she's been in ICU this entire time. And this is uh, Levi's first Christmas, right? Mm, and so typically yeah. parents want to say like, hey, we want to take our baby to see Santa Claus, right? Because that's typically, you know, baby's first Christmas. Yep, yep. Well, obviously, when a baby's in ICU, you can't just grab the baby and take him or her to uh, the independent center or crown center or one of these, you know, shopping malls. Right. Right. So my dad uh, every year for his grandchildren uh, grows out a big, huge white beard. He's not out of shape, but he's got a little bit of a belly. Typically he wears a pillow, but mm -hmm. uh, sometimes he doesn't. He bought a Santa suit. It's $350. So this is a, this is a Santa suit. suit. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This thing is Walmart. Right. Oh, it looks the same like costume. Right. This is a, a suit. Right. So anyhow, uh, he took it upon himself and was like, hey, Chris and Monica, uh, their baby Levi uh, needs to see Santa. Should I come up there? And I said, of course. Yes, you so should. So I coordinated, which is a good job skill, this uh, event where, right, which uh, had my dad going up to Children's Mercy visiting Levi. They took photos with the uh, Chris and Monica, him holding Levi. Cause at this point she's at 10 pounds. Uh, she, you can, you can hold her. She has a trach. So, you know, she still has all the bells and whistles, uh, mm -hmm. attached to her, but mm -hmm. you know, you can hold her human contact, that kind of thing. And, uh, yeah. So we got my dad up there dressed as Santa, uh, and visited baby Levi. And then my dad, he's, he's funny in this way where, he did it and he's super nervous, right? So he's like kind of giddy. I mean, he's walking in a public place with uh, all different types of people yeah. dressed as Santa, right? So it takes him like five to 10 minutes. He's nervous, nervous. And then he meets Levi and then it's game on. Then as we're leaving, it's every kid gets a yeah, candy cane. Yeah, that's great. Every kid want to take a picture. And then it's like, we're only supposed to do this for Levi. We end up giving 15 candy canes well, out yeah. and taking pictures with like yeah. eight different kids. It was it was great. So Yeah, because that would be that. weird if you just like, right now, we're just here for the one kid and I'm out. See right. you. 
Get out of my way, well, punk. <laughs> what I mean is he was like actively walking towards them. Right. Yeah. No. Oh, of course. Yeah. I mean, how could you not when you're like, you right. know what I mean? You're there yeah. and you see all that. You're like, all right, I'm saying it. Let's do this. Yeah. So that's what he did. Uh, or that's what we did. So uh, Monica sent me a message saying it meant a lot to her, which is great. Uh, so it was a little Christmas uh, good deed that's that great. we did. And uh, like I said, they said it meant a lot. Definitely meant a lot to me. I held the baby for the first time since my first nephew. And like, well, my nephew now is 23 years old, so 20 years ago or something like wow. that. It was the first time I've held a baby because I don't oh, do that stuff. Yeah, right. But I was like, I was like, I'm in the moment. I got to do it. And so I held the baby. And I, you know, for people who don't know, I had right shoulder surgery. So the only thing I was thinking about is like, oh, my shoulder's going to give out. I'm going to drop this baby. It's all my fault. Like that was the only thing going Ooh, through my mind. Yeah. But nothing happened. Held the baby. It was great. Yeah. She looked at me. I looked at her. I didn't know what to do. She didn't know what to do. So she farted. And I farted. And I yeah. handed the baby off. Quickest way to lose a friend is drop their baby. And then, oh, my friend uh, made his UFC debut mm. uh, in Winnipeg. Got fight of the night. His name is Julian the Cuban Missile Crisis <laughs> Marquez. He won his fight, so completely on the opposite end of the spectrum. So let's get away from the warm and fuzzy. And he won, and it was awesome. And Dana White was impressed, which is always a good thing. And he got an extra $50,000 on top of the pay that he got for winning and showing up to the fight. Nice. So that was awesome. Unfortunately, Tim was supposed to fight on that card. His opponent didn't make weight. So they scrapped that fight. He got his show money. And then now he's fighting next weekend in Las Vegas. Nice. At the end of the year card. So right. that was cool. Tim and Tom. So if you got a good job leads, give them to Tim and Tom KC at gmail.com. Also stick with us. We've got Michael Strider of the national wrestling league coming up, uh, local Kansas city wrestling league. Uh, this is going to be a fun one. We know Michael pretty well. And, uh, obviously this is up our wheelhouse, but this is a, a fun local company that others can get behind. If you're not aware of what they do, Tim and Tom. Hey man, uh, all over, all over my social media feeds, Tom, Star Wars, Star Wars. That's all I can see. Oh, am this I, is going to be embarrassing. Am I getting like a curmudgeon old guy? Like, I don't, I don't care. Like I never did like Star Wars. I'm not a sci-fi guy, but man, like, can we not like act like this is the, the highest form of entertainment that we've ever seen? I guess. I don't know. Yeah, but that's just because we don't like it. Yeah, we don't uh, like full it. Full disclosure, I've never seen any of them. Well, I take that back. We did a company uh, building, team building, and I saw the last one that came out mm. last year, I think it was. Sure. That's the only one I saw. So I didn't really know what was going on because apparently it was like episode four of eight that's been released or whatever. Uh, but yeah, of course it's a big thing and I kind of like it. I like that there's weirdos that dress up like Darth Vader and go see the movie in full costume. Yeah, yeah I guess you're right. I there. mean, we're pro wrestling fans we are. Uh, in our next segment. We're going to talk to Michael Strider. Uh, I have, and you have dressed up in Lucha Libre mask and attended wrestling shows in those masks. So, you know, to each his own. Uh, but yeah, this is taking over the world. It seems like for, uh, the next, what three months this is going to be the talk of the town or talk of the country i should say and so uh 
it's something I'm not interested in. I'm yeah. not going to watch it. There's plenty of other movies that I want to see. Uh, for example, Pitch Perfect 3. I love the Pitch Perfect movies. Those Come are fun. Me. Those are yeah, fun. Love it. Uh, I'm looking forward to The Post, the Meryl Streep and Tom Hanks movie uh, directed by Steven Spielberg. I'm looking forward to, oddly enough, Jumanji, just because Rock and Kevin Hart. Can we get into that uh, a little bit? Yeah. yeah are this the- not the just most lovable one-two punch since, like, Pesci and De Niro? Well, they're a different lovable one-two punch. But, like, that one-two punch of just, like, they're going to be on screen together and we're all going to love it. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can tell they've got a great chemistry together. Uh, they just roll with each other. The wit is there, and, and it comes off on screen. It's great. And it comes off on their social media uh, platforms as well. Follow them on Twitter. They're fighting over who should be doing the longer video. Same with Instagram, Facebook. They're doing little jabs at each other. Uh, they just did a video uh, hyping up Jumanji where they had to give schoolyard insults to each other. Uh, and it was on YouTube somewhere. It was the BBC, I think, did it. Uh, it was hilarious. But yeah, those two guys. I mean, all we already know that like The Rock is the most likable guy on the face of this earth, right? Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. it's pretty simple. Oh, yeah. And, and the Kevin Hart, he took some uh, punches to the face uh, um, with his reputation, with the cheating on his wife, yeah. kind of all that stuff. But he's still funny. I mean, you're right. Some people think he's funny. Some people can't see him at all. But anyhow, when you get those two likable guys together who also like each other, man, they knock it out of the park. So that's another fun thing I'm looking forward to. Uh, it seems like the end of the year, this like Christmas push. Have you noticed that? Like the Christmas movie push? Oh, yeah. That, that seems to be a thing. So obviously you have the juggernaut of Star Wars, which we just talked about, right? Then you talked about, or then we talked about some of the movies that I'm interested in, right? The Post, Pitch Perfect 3. But then you even have the animated uh, juggernauts, for lack of a better term. Uh, Ferdinand featuring another pro wrestler, John Cena, as Mm -hmm. the Mm -hmm. children's tale of the bull who's made to fight but doesn't want to be a fighter. And so that's going to be huge. I think that's already came out a couple days ago. But now it seems like... uh, the new thing to do is to go see a movie on Christmas day, or at least that's what Hollywood tell you would tell you is because all of these releases are coming out within the holiday. Tim and Tom. You know what? Another thing that hit me odd from this week is the whole Disney purchasing what, like how many tens of billions of dollars of Fox entertainment assets. Yeah. That's another cool thing in the sense of, And again, forgive me for confusing who's with what, but it seems like now because uh, Disney purchased Universal Studios, I believe, or Fox, whatever it was, their movie production, you have like the Fantastic Four with Mickey Mouse and Goofy with all these things. So you could literally just make all of this just fantasy-like booking sure, for a pro sure. wrestling term mm-hmm. fantasy like storytelling with characters that never interacted before right so now well, you have star wars and spider-man i think it is or someone yeah. like that and it's just all of these different little connecting parts where it's like man is this just gonna take over because disney is well, coming at it yeah well and so they own espn also so then they bought all these fox sports all the local fox sports basically so all your your fox sports casey that's 
that pretty much their plan that they've rolled out is that's basically going to be like ESPN KC. Now they want to, they want to take that. They basically bought it from Fox, right? That was the one thing ESPN didn't have. They had national sports on lockdown, but when mm-hmm. you got into this like local stuff, if you wanted to catch uh, central Missouri taking on whatever, right? Like that was usually covered by these localized Fox ones. So there's going to be that. Um, and, and I mean, they're going to be producing so much of the entertainment that we see. It's crazy. I, especially in that like ESPN regard, do you see them start maybe going to this more cord cutting version, like an over the top, like a WWE network and producing this well, stuff or how, you know, from what I read, that was the whole, uh, goal with this purchase of the Fox uh, entities. And that's basically that they're going to kind of go after the Netflix, the Amazon online streaming services and say, okay, we're taking our content that was based on Netflix and Amazon. We're taking that off, right? So now you can't get, and I don't know Mm -hmm. if you could get this, but you can't get goofy on Netflix anymore. Now Disney's going to come out and say, here's our option. We have Disney. We have, uh, uh, what's the fantastic four. We have um, all of this other, you know, traditional Disney stuff. Now we also have star Wars. And then because of the cord cutting method or cord cord cutting uh, wave that we were seeing, then you're also going to get all the ESPNs, all your local ESPNs with the, like the regional mm-hmm. uh, networks as well. So yeah, they're going to go after the Netflixes and the Amazons of the world and say, we yeah. obviously see that cable's gone away, so come to us only. Well, I think what it is is everybody's caught onto this whole middleman game of the cable companies lumping everything together and everything, and and so people just started to realize that you just if you cut out that middleman and you produce it, it was the famous thing that Louis C.K. did when he stopped using you know, production companies and publishers and just put his specials up on his website and had somebody record it from the crowd. WWE network. They were talking about getting a television network for a long time. And finally, I think Vince McMahon said, Hey, you know what? We're just going to do this ourselves. Like we'll just right. produce it and people can access. It. And I think that's the way it's got to go. But man, I, like you said, uh, Disney now kind of owns it all, right? They're going to own all your local sports. They're going to own, you know, at least your access well, to see it. Uh, all your, yeah. you know, all your famous movie franchises. Yeah, and on top of that, uh, with the decision that happened last week with the FCC getting rid of net neutrality, mm-hmm. Disney can then take all of their content that they you know have in their library and then on top of that use the money that they have to uh, basically lobby the AT&T, Verizon, Comcast of the world and say, hey, we have all this stuff. Everyone wants to watch Star Wars. It's on our platform. You're going to make this run quicker than Netflix because Netflix doesn't have this. No one cares about Netflix, and we're trying to cut them at the cord and get rid of Netflix. Oh, they all hated Netflix. They all hated Netflix because Netflix broke their model. So Netflix is one of the key people they're going after. after. Absolutely. Right, and that's what I'm saying. So now with the uh, end of net neutrality, the purchase of all of these Fox entities that Disney has on top of the library that they already have, you could easily see in what we're coming up in 2018, 2019, the end of 2019, me and you talking about, hey, did you see on Disney, whatever it's called, Mm -hmm. uh, the football game between, uh, you know, uh, or the baseball game between the Royals and the Cardinals. Right. It was exciting, wasn't yeah. it? And yeah. there won't be another option because everyone has to go to well, one place. Yeah, and you might have to go. You might have to get it through Comcast. You might have to pay for the entire digital sports 
uh, online package just the same way they did with cable before. Now they just moved it to an over the top on demand. Exactly. Uh, bundled and so now, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's almost like uh, a street street hustler and their card trick, and they're just moving around the cards when all along the 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 card you needed to pick was there right from the get-go you know what i'm saying and so it feels like that's what we're kind of doing with well we need to get rid of cable cable's so dumb i don't want to have telemundo or i don't want to have the home shopping network or i don't want to have the weather channel i'm going to online streaming where they have all the things i do want and now we're going to say in two years with the end of net neutrality and all of this you know multi-conglomerate purchasing well i have disney but I don't even like Mickey Mouse. Mm-hmm. I have to watch it because the Royals are on there. And now we're just doing the same thing, but now it's online streaming. So eventually, yeah. I think, here's yeah. my prediction for 2018. By the end of 2018, rising from the ashes like a phoenix will be the 90s mainstay and the lovable. No. Missed it in our hearts. No. Company that we no. all had a card for. Nah. Blockbuster. Nah, that ain't Blockbusters are coming back. Who owns them right now? I think DirecTV owns them. So, yeah. Really? Someone owns them? Uh, I, I, yeah, there's a few stores still left. Um, no way. Yeah. No, I just read this recently because there's a few, like, remote locations that don't have, like, great internet access and stuff. So, that, like, the, the thing still runs. So, they were like, sure, whatever. Like, why? You know what I mean? Like, it basically was paying for itself, so they're like, fine, let them have their movies. Um, basically, yeah, there will be Blockbuster Online, right? Blockbuster will replace Netflix just as no, a streaming service. We want to go, we want to spend our Friday nights looking at the new movies no, and we don't. seeing which one it is. That was so much fun. You didn't love Blockbuster? I did, but I don't, you know what I don't miss is going there and finding all movies that suck. And then everybody's like, mm, you know, you got your family or, or whoever you're with. And they're like, I don't like that one. Well, I don't like this one. Well, I, whatever, then fine. And then I got to find them and return them later. Swing by there out of my way. No, I like the online streaming on demand. I Ew, love yes. I don't. Ew, yes, I, I don't. It. I love that. You wasted an hour. You could just look at things. You could touch them and read the back of the description. You could talk to people. How crazy is that, right? And you had a destination to get out of the house. You know how frustrating it is to just sit in a house all the time? Hey, That's what I, we're doing. I don't got to sit so in the house. Annoying. I can choose to leave, leave the house, but I can choose to leave the house and do something that I want instead of like, oh, man, Where? I got to go Where return. Go? I got to go no, return no, this no. dish to Blockbuster. I don't know. I could go no. down to the city market and I could go pick out some fruit. Or I could go to Westport That's, and I could get nope, shot. Uber or I could go to... <laughs> No, Uber Eats has replaced that. So you don't even go to the city market anymore. You can. You don't have to Uber Eat. Well, maybe I want to go get a movie in a physical form and bring it back well, to my house. There you go. Then there are there are some out there. Yeah, there's some out there for you weirdos. Bring them back. Blockbuster, bring them back. That's what we're going to. All this online streaming, we're going to get nauseated with how the, the cutthroat industry is taking over our lives. And we're going to... revolt and go back to our old ways newspapers and blockbuster baby right there buy the stock 2019 don't do it next year it takes a while 2019 there it is news tom stock tips newspapers and blockbuster lock it in lock it in and roll roll the house on it let's go (laughs) yep 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 
we have too much fake news on the internet with retweets and sharing on Facebook. We're going to look for something that's reliable and trusted. That's a newspaper. We're going to go to voices that we trust, which is people writing articles in those newspapers. And we're going to get them because we like to see each other. Handwritten even. Handwritten even. It's not even going to be printed. They're going to handwrite the newspapers. Bring back cursive. I love it. Oh, well, slow down. Yeah, I know. Cursive was stupid. Never mind. Why why anyone decided to say, hey, you know what we could do with these letters? Make them slanted and all wiggly. That's fun. Let's teach the world that. Let's make them slanted and squealy. I'm so glad. Yeah, I'm so glad that we were taught cursive instead of how to do taxes in our school system. Right? What a genius idea that was. Yeah, how to invest funds smartly. Right? I didn't need to know that. Yeah. No, no, no. You got to make this F all funny looking. It's going to be great. You're going to love it. People will think you're smart and refined. (laughs) Exactly. And then in 10 years, you're never going to use it again. We're all going to have computers at our desk. Tim and Tom. This is going to be our last show before Christmas. So let's Mm -hmm. get back into kind of what we are doing and what we have done. And let's look forward uh, a little bit. What, What are your Christmas plans? I assume... Before you say, I assume it's uh, sit in our bunker and wait for the world to end. That seems like what you like to do, right? Just get away from me. We got our bread and we ain't talking yeah, to nobody. We're, we're going to start working on the on the the moat uh, with the drawbridge. Uh, <laughs> building the guard towers. Uh, we've got to do that on Christmas Eve. Uh, <laughs> No, we honestly don't have a whole lot of plans. We actually just got our Christmas tree put up last weekend. We have been, you know, we moved and then we've been, we got into school started and, and, you know, like we've just been so busy with a bunch of other stuff going around. And, and so we realized we're like, man, we haven't decorated anything for Christmas yet. And my wife goes, God, can we just not now? We're like eight days away, right? Like, can we all just realize like, oh, okay, man, we'll get it next year. Right. And I was like, yeah, I'm fine with that. And my daughter was like, yeah, I'm fine with that. And then my son goes, hey, man, hey, we're not even going to do a tree. And we were like, oh, man, that's the worst part. We got to drag out the tree and then all the ornaments and stuff. You Like, are you really? Like, come on, man. Yeah, he goes, come on, let's at least put a tree up. And we were like, really? And he goes, yeah. He goes, I tell you what. He goes, we don't even need to put ornaments on it. Just put the tree up in the corner. And I was like, no, I'm not doing that. I was like, all right, fine. So we went and did the tree, put all the ornaments on it. And then we were like, all right, cool. At least we, you know what I mean? We did that. We put some decorations around the house. So we feel a little bit better about ourselves. But nothing too big. We don't have any plans to go do anything yet. I think right now we've been so busy that we're kind of liking the moments when we get where there's calm and there isn't a, Hey, we better get here. We got to do this. We got to do that. I'm glad to see that. Hopefully you guys will be interacting with other humans. Yes. That'd be great. Yes. That'd be great. What about yours? Well, uh, it's a little bit of a switch from last year. So last year, uh, as I kind of emphasized last really weird, um, last year, uh, was Christmas day, kind of all Emily's family. And then, uh, Christmas Eve was my family, and the day after Christmas was my other side of the family because I have divorced parents. This year, because of a scheduling conflict, uh, her brother that lives in Omaha is coming down on the 27th uh, because of their teachers. So I think maybe it has something to do with that. Not entirely sure, but I think that's what it has to deal with. Uh, So what we're going to do is Christmas morning, my mom's family – 
uh, Christmas night, my dad's side of the family. And then um, Christmas Eve will be with her family. We're going to watch the Chiefs game, kind of spend time with them. And then the 27th, when they come down, when her brother comes down, we're all going to get together and kind of enjoy that time. And now that I'm unemployed, I can do it any day of the week. You want to have Christmas tomorrow? Why not? Why not? (laughs) Why not? And so that is our plan as of right now. As always, things can change. But I think that's what we're going to do. If people who don't know my Christmas routine, my mom's side of the family, what we do is I hop for breakfast and then a movie uh, at noon. And we've seen a movie. The IHOP thing's pretty new, but IHOP people on Christmas, FYI, low key, the sweetest people in the world. At least the one on I-70 in Blue Springs or Independence. Those people are angels. So we just like seeing those people. My family and I love a good IHOP breakfast every once in a while. We'll go out there and do that. Uh, I often get the uh, I get the uh, Denver omelet. Right? Usually, oh, I think typically. the food is is trash. Well, I but mean, but the experience, the yes, great. but yeah. the experience you get, yeah, I mean, it's substandard diner food. You get you get what you expect, uh, but right. that's what I get. Uh, and then, you know, because you know, and, oh, and some and like a side of pancakes, right? Because that's what you're there for, right? You, right. I got I got my sweet, and then I got me an omelet, which you know what I mean. Uh, you know, it can't screw it up that bad. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I've had some bad almonds, I guess, but yeah, I hop. That's fun. Yeah. So, uh, we, that's kind of a recent, uh, tradition, but our tradition going back almost to 2000, uh, is to see a movie on Christmas day. Last year we saw sing the animated, uh, musical, and we have to pick a movie that kind of the whole family wants to see. So we have a grandma who's super conservative, an aunt who's even more conservative than the grandma, uh, a mom who likes to see the fun movies, but also kind of wants to see something serious and not just too dumb, a stepdad who wants to see action and explosions and craziness, and then me who wants to see some type of indie film to make me feel like I've uh, have some information or some cool thing to tell you that you're not aware of. And then we got Emily who's just trying to take it all in. So this year's movie is going to be Ferdinand, uh, the John yeah. Cena animated classic. Uh, well, hopefully it's going to be a classic. So yeah, it should be good. Uh, it's based off of a children's book from way back in the day. So we know at least the story is going to be good. Cause you know, a book can't survive that long without at least having a little bit of merit of quality. Uh, so we're going to do that, and then Christmas night, dinner at my dad's. Tim and Tom. If you need any last-minute gift ideas, swing over to nwleague.com and pick up some National Wrestling League tickets. And stay tuned after our break. We'll talk to Michael Strider of the NWL. Fun fact, in the 1950s, people laughed an average of 18 minutes a day. Currently, we laugh an average of four to six minutes a day. Listen to Tim and Tom. We'll make you laugh. No, we don't need it. If you ain't about it, homie, don't speak it. And you not really on the map if you point it out, cause we don't see it. All that talking up from the show, man, nigga. Y'all better pay respect. You know you owe me. Good thing I am my only homie. Told me that's success of Tim and Tom. They did kill the net neutrality. So before they start making you pay extra for Amazon, you should go to our website, timandtomkc.com. Click on the Amazon link, buy some stuff, and we're going to get a kickback. Yeah, and with the new year coming up, uh, you can go to Amazon and use some of that holiday cash that you got through Christmas. Mm -hmm. And you can use that on Amazon. But go to timandtomkc.com 
click our link and then we get a little bit of kickback. Then we get some holiday cash and then we can invest that into some more Kansas City podcasting. You want my kids to have a Christmas? I need some money. Let's get it happening. Go to Tim and Tom. KC.com, click on the Amazon link. It does not cost you any extra to purchase things through our link. All it does is it takes a little bit of money away from Amazon and it gives it to us. Isn't that what you want? Support a local business in Tim and Tom KC. Tim and Tom. We love a good old fashioned wrestling match now and then, right? We like to go to some shows. Uh, cheer on the we like to cheer on the bad guys let's be honest but uh, supposedly you go there and you cheer on the good guys right i love pro wrestling for those who are not familiar with our past work i will say it again on this podcast when pro wrestling is great it is the greatest art form in the history of the world there's no better feeling than a great wrestling match or a great storyline coming together it is pure nirvana and i love it I'm addicted to it. I've been addicted to it for 30 years. I'm not going to get away from it. I love talking about it any chance I get. And we're going to talk some pro wrestling Kansas City style right now with our guest, Michael Strider, one half of the tag team champions for NWL, one of the founding members of uh, the foundation. Mm -hmm. Uh, Michael, are you there? Gentlemen, I'm here. Good to talk to you. So let's get right into it. It's the NWL, National Wrestling League, for those of uh, new listeners who aren't aware of uh, the league. Tell us a little bit about it from kind of an outsider's perspective. What makes it unique in regards to other uh, pro wrestling leagues across the country? Yeah, so actually uh, about a year ago is when I first started to hear about the NWL, and it was uh, founded by this uh, local sort of celebrity entrepreneur named Major Bazden, um, who had made uh, some successful uh, business decisions and decided he wanted to uh, start a professional wrestling company. What, it, what the NWL started out as this time last year and what it has evolved into now are, are sort of different. It's not really the same entity it once was when it started. The original concept was to uh, have uh, old school, like character driven, uh, professional wrestling organization that was going to, uh, oh, let's see, sort of focus on interstate rivalries between cities like uh, Kansas City, Missouri was going to have a full-time squad that was going to be rivalry against St. Louis, Missouri, and we were going to run each town uh, every other weekend and uh, tell stories uh, and create angles based on that rivalry. It uh, it didn't, it just kind of evolved into more of a traditional old school pro wrestling territory somewhere along the way where we have television in Kansas city and four other markets and run, um, eight or nine different towns around the, uh, what we used to be called the central stage territory. So, uh, it's live action, hard hitting old school pro wrestling with a lot of character and a lot of, uh, you know, high production value too. So it's, it's a pretty interesting concept. So, Again, for maybe some outsiders who know of professional wrestling as an entity and an industry, they these days know of WWE and maybe remember a WCW. Uh, say, if they don't know from 30 years ago, before the, those companies grew into what they were, pro wrestling was very much that. A very hyper-localized production uh, or territories, you know, and... and there was unique stars to each place, and you would see some travel around and kind of create some inner stories there. Um, so 
when you say the, the NWL kind of evolved into that, do you think it's maybe is there a rebirth into that kind of? We see this going back to old ways in many facets of life. Is is that maybe people are are now into more localized things, and here's a company doing it uh, better than anybody else locally? Sure. Yeah, I, I think I think there's definitely. I think you've seen um, with the um, with the the you know deleting of WCW ECW and all these other wrestling companies and only being WWF out there or WWE out there on national scale, uh, the popularity of that product has gone down as well too. There's there's definitely a market that has emerged for people who do like professional wrestling but don't like the WWE's presentation of professional wrestling. Um, and then I think especially in Kansas City, we like things local. I mean. Uh, Kansas City's really over the past and five to ten years is you know experienced a renaissance uh, of just really you know not giving giving a crap about what the other country rest of the country is doing. We're Kansas City, and we're proud to be Kansas Cityans. Mm-hmm. So I think all the other towns around you know within a three hour drive of that kind of feel the same way. So we're really cashing in on number one the the people who want to enjoy pro wrestling but don't like the major product that's out there number two who like kind of the uh, the local feel that we provide well tell us a little bit about kind of your personal highlights throughout this first year of being with the nwl where was uh you know you are the tag team champion so i imagine that was a cool uh accomplishment but what else has been some cool things so far in this first year of a new wrestling league in kansas city yeah, it, it just man, it's, it's just we had our last show in Joplin, Missouri, on Saturday for the year. Um, we're gonna take a couple of weeks off, and it's just been a crazy busy, uh, just all kinds of changes. As with any kind of upstart company, you know, just a lot of emotion and being in the office and being a talent and being uh, an agent backstage and doing all this other stuff. Um, my, my, I guess my highest thing is is getting back into shape. Uh, in wrestling, a full-time schedule. I mean, I, I've wrestled every weekend, and I'm one of the older guys on the roster. Uh, I'm as active as I was, like, in 2000. We were talking about it the other day. Like, 2008 was, like, the last time I was really, like, wrestling every weekend and really trying to make a go of it because kind of after that, I would just wrestle for Metro Pro Wrestling, which was the local one. So I think the highlight for me was getting back into shape and wrestling every weekend and being able to do it. But then also being able to put on really high quality matches and going and being able to go with these like young, you know, super super talented guys that we have on the roster. Mm-hmm. Um, that just from a personal pride standpoint, I think that was one of the biggest ones. Obviously, winning the tag team titles with Ace Steel, guy who I've known for a lot of years, uh, and combining that with the the foundation, uh, which is our group that comprises of myself, Jeremy White, Ace Steel, and uh, uh, Carolina. Um, Rodriguez, um, just and getting over, I think was was pretty solid. But you know, I like I loved wrestling young Shark Bait Gutierrez and mm-hmm. kind of helping him break into the business and just seeing him grow. That that's been a big a big positive for me. The kid's so talented and just such a good dude. As you know, he's a friend of the show, so I'm sure you guys know. But uh, mm-hmm. I, I I had a lot of fun wrestling with him and then Thor Terry on those guys, just working with those young super talented guys. I guess would probably be my favorite. So another unique thing, even outside of, so we kind of focused on how Kansas City likes things local, and now there's this market for, you know, uh, something outside 
of, say, the WWE's presentation. Another unique thing, even outside of you being a local wrestling company, is how the company's even structured. Uh, most local independent wrestling companies, independent being not WWE-affiliated, uh, you're paying a wrestler per gig. He's showing up wrestling and leaving, and that's it, and oftentimes in cash. But here you guys are employing folks full-time. Uh, they have health benefits. Can you kind of enlighten us on some of that? Right, yeah. We are the only professional wrestling in the United States, including the WWE, that treats our wrestlers as full-time employees. Um, nobody does that, not even the WWE. They're all, they all are treated as independent contractors. Our, our pro wrestlers, or a good bunch of them, have health benefits. They have 401Ks. We have, you know, they're, they're treated as full-on employees of this company that uh, and are treated as such. Uh, that was really important to Major when he started because he kind of saw the, you know, the hypocrisy in that, I guess, uh, and wanted to, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. change it, I guess, more than anything else. Right. So he really wanted to change it and make it uh, make it a unique business and give it a place where a guy could come in and just wrestle, only wrestle, and really put his work into it and have the benefits and whatnot. Now, and also, Another unique thing about that is a lot of the guys, too, a lot of our pro wrestlers, they work in the office as well. Like, you know, I'm in sales and marketing, and Thor does graphic designs, and uh, Leo Hallett does video editing. And so we, it's it's really just everybody chipping in and doing the labor of love with it. So it's, it's pretty cool. Tell us a little bit about – you mentioned you're an agent backstage as kind of one of the highlights of this first year in the NWL. For those of us that don't know what an agent does, because we've heard that term, or if we're not pro wrestling fans and listening, uh, we've never even heard of what that actually is. Can you describe what an agent does at a pro wrestling show? Sure. I, I guess the easiest way to explain it is they're a producer of a segment. Like uh, we, we are a match, so you know we have uh, – segments and a lot of the guys as talented as they are you know i've been wrestling for 20 years so um some you, you kind of help produce the segment like okay we're going to lay out the match so maybe we do it here maybe we hit this spot there maybe we try to do it here you know just kind of help the guys wrestling lay out the match in a way that makes sense uh you maybe you're able to throw in some good ideas to them um, that they didn't think about. It's also quality assurance as well, too, making sure that the guys are at the curtain on time when, when their music hits and keying them out to get out there. Um, and then making sure, like, if they hit a big finish in their match, that no one else hits that in theirs. Maybe they're going to be doing a lot of brawling around ringside, so you don't want... Um, you want to make sure that all the other uh, matches don't do a lot of brawling because they'll just take away the you know the importance of the brawling and stuff. So it's quality assurance. It's just the, the best way to put it, you're just a producer of that segment. You're producing the segment. And when you're talking about laying out a match, you're talking about from a storyline aspect, correct? Right, right. Like, you know, it's just wrestling is a lot of on-the-job experience, and it takes a lot of time to kind of just get the feel of – of a match, and there's some guys where you have to kind of overproduce it and lay out, you know, not so much move for move, but make sure that you, you know, have a have almost like a, a, a move for move, almost a move for move. Like, okay, hit this here and try to get to this and that and the other. Where other guys, you could just, you know, they know what they're doing. They're at a part where you just like, okay, we'll just make sure we're on time here. And, you know, some guy wants to hit like a power bomb or a big giant move in the first, 
two seconds of the match, well, you don't want to do that. You want to build to it. It's like it's a storytelling, right? The world can't end every day, so mm-hmm. you don't want it to. Uh, you don't want him to get in the ring and then, you know, hit some moves that don't make any sense. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't want it to be. You don't want it to be Star Wars: the Last Jedi and stuff. You want it to be Force Awakens, which is good. <laughs> My commentary on the new, on right. current news there. <laughs> That's fun. Yeah, I think what gets lost on some people who maybe aren't pro wrestling fans is that, uh, especially if you go to a like you said a local show like yours, uh, this is it, it's traveling live theater. There is so much going on behind that curtain that. Uh, you know, just to get the product that's out there in the ring is mind-boggling. I think everybody would be shocked at that, let alone get a product that makes sense out there in front of everybody's eyes. Right, yeah. And, you know, we're different than a, than a lot of indies that I've worked for. Where, um, you know, a, a lot of the indie groups, they'd be like, okay, here's here's eight matches. You guys are going on second. And that's about all there is. There's no times. There's no... Uh, is it you know? Don't do this. Don't do that. They just they're just they're putting on these shows and they're pretty low produced. Their you know quality control is not very good. We're we're a step above that. We want to put on a good two and a half hour show that a person can come to, and it's it's every segment makes sense and every everything has a place and a purpose and a flow to it. And there's you know there's reasoning behind everything. And at the end of the night, you're like, man, you know that that was really great. I got to see some high flying and some brawling and some technical wrestling and some cool, you know, finishes. And I got to see some girls, you know, and all that stuff. We really try to make it like a full presentation and not just throwing something out there um, with guys who don't know how to wrestle and, you know, insulting your intelligence for paying 10 to $30 to see it. Right. And, and obviously you have regular shows here too, but you guys are also all over the place. I mean, you mentioned Joplin. I, I heard you mentioning Tulsa before uh, in a backstage conversation. Uh, you guys are seemingly going everywhere. Can you tell us some more about that? Yeah, yeah. So our home base is Kansas City, Missouri. That's where we're based out of. Um, this is, that's also where we film our television out of. We film all television that hits all the different markets in Kansas City, and we are in the Kansas City metro area twice a month, every other weekend. Uh, once in Overland Park and once in Kansas City, Missouri. And the next month, or next year, we're going to be transitioning from Kansas City, Missouri to Kansas City, Kansas uh, at the Turner Rec Center. Um, and then we're also still going to be in Overland Park at the Abdullah Shrine Temple. Um, so we're producing TV. Our television's on 38th the spot every Saturday night at 11 o'clock. Uh, and then on the off weekends, because, you know, we, the more shows we do, the you know, the more money we make. So we have all the tools and everything. So we, we wrestle the circuit in St. Louis, Missouri, still on that. St. Joe, Missouri, Joplin, Missouri, Springfield, Missouri, Wichita, Kansas, Topeka, Kansas. Uh, we are looking right now into Tulsa, Oklahoma, also Omaha, Nebraska, Des Moines, Iowa, Columbia, Missouri. So we're going to add a few more towns in the upcoming uh, uh, year as well as we grow. You still you don't want to go too fast because then you just sort of – you know, you, you're spread too thin. Mm-hmm. Can you describe to us what a show is like uh, for the NWL in Kansas City? You kind of mentioned that there's a there's a full spectrum of, you know, girl wrestlers, uh, brawling, technical wrestling, things like that. But if I'm a fan that's never been before <laughs> to a show, what would that be like? Yeah, it's fun, man. It's like, you know, it's, 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 it's just really uniquely Americana. 
I mean, it's such a unique experience. You know, there's there's wrestling in Japan and Mexico, obviously, but it's just it's just like apple pie or baseball. It's just a truly American experience, and it's just you know everybody at one time has been a wrestling fan. Um, I think one of the problems that they've had is that it's just gotten kind of homogenized now with the only the WWE being on a grand scale and it being um, you know publicly traded. So every interview sort of scripted and every move is is sort of preordained and just cookie cutter. So when you come to a show here, you're going to get, you know, first of all, people are, uh, the one thing I always hear from people when they first come in is they're just shocked by how, you know, sort of action-packed and loud and kind of scary it is. Like, oh, man, that guy really got slammed. And that's really, you know, that's some crazy stuff there. That's That guy's really, you know, punching him and stuff. So once you get over that, then you get into the fun stuff. Like, so maybe you like comedy, and so there's a match that's comedy, and you get a laugh, and then maybe you like the high flyers, and then you get, the, you know, the trapeze artists, flying flippy guys, and maybe you like the brawlers. So we really try to make sure there's a unique match that, you know, it's three-ring circus that everybody's involved in. You can boo, you can cheer, you can scream, you can holler. You know, it just, it's your opportunity just to release yourself. And for two hours, it's okay to just put a tongue lashing on a bad guy and call him every name in the book. And he, you know, technically that's his job to get you to do that mm-hmm. and just lose yourself in the experience and have a great time, bring your kids and have a great time with them. It's just, you know, it's just wrestling supposed to be fun in its purest form. It is fun. So, um, what you'll find out is you come and you have a lot of fun. Yeah. I, I think it, it, it's, I'd like to highlight too, what you kind of mentioned there is it's such a, intimate setting versus even uh, a WWE where you're going to be at a sprint center and you're going to be a mile away from the ring. But here you get to hear how hard it is to hit that mat and you get to see all the fun interaction with regulars from the crowd that already have this, you know, yelling back and forth chemistry with, with the performers. It's a super fun time. Yeah. And we make all our guys really accessible. We have stars at meet and greets before the show at intermission we have after parties hosted by uh, various uh, restaurants and bars around town where you can come and meet the guys. We go around town doing uh, anti-bullying assemblies at high schools and junior highs. We do, um, you know, meet and greets at places like uh, Up Down and uh, um, places like that. So we make sure we're out in the community uh, being in touch with our fans and, and friends. This is fairly new. So a little over a year ago, you're not thinking there's you're going to be working for this professional wrestling company in Kansas City, full time employed, going around uh, telling kids not to bully each other. What's that been like for you personally? Personally, man, you know, like I said, 20 years in wrestling, I I was I was wrestling or, or working for Metro Pro Wrestling, which was a local company, doing that once every couple of weeks or a couple of months, just so I could really hang out with my buddies more than anything else. Mm-hmm. Excuse to get out of the house, right? Right. <laughs> and then uh, uh, I never had a shot to be a full-time professional wrestling, you know, wrestler, be be in the business of professional wrestling, you know, and that's all I do. I always had to have like a real job, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. So this was an opportunity that I never thought I'd have at the age that I am to have my job be professional wrestling. So I get up in the morning and I drive to the office and we talk about professional wrestling. And then we go and we do professional wrestling and you get up the next day and you talk about wrestling and you figure things out about wrestling. And, um, it's, it's the best thing in the world for me. It's my dream job. So it's just been, man, it's just been a great experience, a great year. 
you had mentioned that you know this is uh, that you guys have already ran your last show of 2017. So as we go into 2018, what's the vision look like for the NWL? Well, we're going we're going to kind of keep uh, running the television. Our television ratings have been really really awesome. 38 spots, been really happy with them here in Kansas City. Our partners and uh, you know our TV partners in Springfield, Joplin, St. Joe. I've, I've responded very well. We're starting to harvest some revenue from the ad advertising on there, which is a positive. Um, so we, we've got kind of got some new concepts that we're going to be throwing out there. Uh, some, some, a little bit more interactive fans, uh, fan voting, I guess, if you will, on some segments, almost like a trying to break out a concept for like new stars, almost like the ultimate fighter TV show where, uh, you know, you can kind of take a look into what these guys who are trying to get the professional wrestling and, um, you know, have the fans kind of interact with them and uh, have some, some, you know, judges talk about, you know, how, you know, try to make it like a reality ultimate fighter type show, I guess, more than anything else that the fans could participate in. That's not going to be the whole, uh, the whole show, but that's going to be a segment or two that we're going to be doing just to try to, try to see if that's something that kind of takes hold, maybe do something a little different and interesting. Um, that's one thing we're talking about. We're going to be moving into like some more streaming services on a national level just to kind of get the brand out there through a national name, you know, with the internet and all the streaming and stuff we're doing nowadays. That's it's, And we have the production and the product already. It's just this issue of downloading it onto that whatever server it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something pretty easy to do. You know, try, I hope to kind of monetize that as well. Right, yeah. As you've alluded to here, it's not even just we've got these two shows around town and we're traveling around. You've got an online presence. You've got YouTube going on. A great place to start is nwleague.com, but what else should people be directed to to try to find out more? Right, yeah. nwleague.com is going to be the website. That's where you can purchase tickets, merchandise, get biographies of all the wrestlers. Uh, I encourage everybody to check out our Facebook. We we got a strong. We're twenty thousand plus on Facebook. We we provide a lot more content on there than we do Twitter, uh, just because it seems like it's a little easier to interact sure. with people. But yeah. uh, you know, just go to NWL or National Wrestling League uh, on the Facebook. You can find us there. Uh, our YouTube page is awful, really great. You'll be able to catch up on a lot of the uh, a lot of the uh, shows throughout the year once they debuted on television we'll put that on our youtube page for the fans who don't have tv in their market obviously 38 the spot in kansas city ksn and uh, joplin kq2 and st joe and ks33 i think in springfield you can check out that stuff uh our television and then um any of the Twitters that we have of the wrestlers or ourselves is always a good place to go. Well, man, this has been fun. We appreciate you coming on, but we have one final question. It might be the most important one. Who's cooler, Tim or Tom? Oh, man, let's see. I'm going to have to go. I'm going to have to call it a draw, boys. I think you're both pretty cool guys. Oh, he punted. (laughs) He punted, Tom. Isn't that a a political answer? All right, well, what about this one? Uh, The Chiefs winning the Super Bowl or not? Nah, not this year. Yeah, I didn't think so. All right. <laughs> well, <laughs> hey, you know what though? You, you know, well, doesn't matter. I'm I'm there every Sunday. They have a game anyway, so you know, right. I'll still be there. But I, I think uh, not this year. Ship has sailed, huh? Yeah, but... I mean, I would be never say never, man. But uh, I don't know. I guess I just well, no. If I had a, if I had to get yes or no, I'd say no. 
No. But you know what? Uh, if the Chiefs are letting you down, NWL will not. So catch them. Uh, Overland Park, KCK, Joplin, all over. If, if you don't know where they're coming and you think they might be coming close to you, check out nwleague.com and uh, and follow Michael Strider as well. He's all over the face to Graham uh, and Twitter That's and all correct. that stuff. So, hey, man, we appreciate you coming on, and we'll look forward to, to seeing you out there defending those tag team titles. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. Have a great day. All right, Tom. Pro wrestling. Yeah, it's fun. Like we said, you know, in our past life on podcast streaming services, we used to do this specifically only talking about pro wrestling. Uh, So from time to time, we like to let the new listeners who aren't familiar with pro wrestling in on uh, what's going on around the city. Obviously, NWL puts on great shows. As he mentioned, they're going to be going over more to the Kansas side next year. So uh, the Overland Park show is a really great show, really uh, puts on high quality Uh, matches, high-quality storytelling. They also have a huge, giant screen that is breathtaking when you first walk into the building. Uh, They're going to be doing some great things in 2018. Uh, We've been to many of their shows in the past, and we can attest that they are great shows just to go to uh, just for fun. Like like Tim said earlier, this is live-action theater, so – you know, don't don't overthink it. You're you're there to have a good time, and they put on a great time. Uh, so check them out, as uh, Michael and Tim said, nwlleague.com, uh, all the fun stuff. They are wrapped up for 2017, uh, and it sounds like 2018. They got some big things in the works, so we should be excited to see what happens from there. Indeed. Well, let's take a break, get out of here so we can uh... – get a few things accomplished before we come back and Tom tells you all the fun stuff that's happening around the metro area coming up over the week when we return to Tim and Tom. Fun fact, cold showers are healthier for you than hot showers. And you was something I don't mind doing. I don't mind trying. I don't mind flying. If we're together, I don't mind dying. This ain't just nothing. This is all of a sudden. This is seduction. It's the way you get my blood rushing. This is not being able to function. Tim and Tom. This episode of Tim and Tom is brought to you by Your Business. Tim and Tom's listeners could be hearing about Your Business right now. They could be hearing Your Business's address. Or Your Business's website address. Or even Your Business's phone number. But they're not hearing that right now, are they? If you want the listeners of Tim and Tom to know more about Your Business... Contact us at timandtomkc at gmail.com. Tim and Tom. It's the end of the year, Tim. It is the end of the year. Uh, And next week we're going to do a year in review show about what? I don't think even we know yet, so stay tuned for that. Well, about the year. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. That's what we're doing. But what? Anything and everything, huh? They don't need to know that. You don't don't need to, like, peel back the curtain that much, man. Yeah. No, I like to give teasers. So here's what we're going to talk about. Teaser 2017. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Okay? Yep. That's what we're going to talk about. Right. But hey, 2017 isn't over. It's and not. we've got some really fun events going down this weekend and next. And so I'm going to uh, fill you in on what those events are. Let's start it off with Christmas Eve, why don't we? Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. Christmas Eve at Arrowhead Stadium, noon. It will be our Kansas City Chiefs taking Ooh. on the Miami Dolphins. Here's the fun caveat on this game. Chiefs win, they win the division. Chiefs don't win, yikes. So we need a Chiefs victory to get the division win, which means a home playoff game. 
this is going to be on Christmas Eve. Again, the kickoff time is noon, most likely going to go to four. Uh, it is going to be one hell of a game. The Miami mm-hmm. Dolphins also fighting for a playoff spot. We're fighting for a home playoff game. And it will be uh, a fight tooth and nail, as they say. Win the division. It'll be the second year in a row they've won the division. The first time they will have done that in club history. Uh, Anybody else in the division has a string of at least four. So that ought to tell you what that might mean to the Kansas City Chiefs, huh? Definitely. So we've got, again, the Christmas Eve football game featuring our Kansas City Chiefs taking on the Miami Dolphins, and that will be at noon. Now, the second event. This is something that we mentioned last week, but I feel like we need to talk about it one more time. Mm -hmm. Okay? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, this is important stuff. Yes. On Christmas Eve. Yeah. Yeah. Which is going to be a Sunday Mm -hmm. from Mm -hmm. 3 to 5 at the Country Club Plaza. Mm-hmm. We have one of the most important events mm-hmm. happening in Kansas City all year. Anywhere. Anywhere in the country, yeah. specifically Kansas yeah. City. Yeah. This is where our pride needs to be shown. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, no, they didn't be, choose anywhere else but but here. Right. And it's going to be at 3 o'clock, so hopefully by then the Chiefs have wrapped up the victory so we can move on to the next festivities. It is going to be at the Country Club Plaza. On Christmas Eve, mm-hmm. March of the Dinosaurs. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited. Again, it's time. It's let time. me read you what they said. Mm-hmm. This Christmas Eve is our time to shine. As dinosaurs, we, we must make our stand and display to Kansas City, nay, the world, the world. that we are still alive mm-hmm. and present. Mm-hmm. Bring your dinosaur costume. Bring your dinosaur mask. Bring your dinosaur protest signs. Mm-hmm. All of Bring those your dinosaur self and let us make this Christmas season memorable. Share with your friends. Share with your families. Share with your food. I don't know what that means. Share with your enemies. Share with all. This will be a meeting at 3 o'clock on Christmas Eve at the Waffle Bar. That is 4745 Central Street, Kansas City, Missouri, 64112. They will be meeting at 3 p.m. This event will most likely happen for 30 to 45 minutes. Be a dinosaur for a day. Have a memorable Christmas Eve and make sure to show your dinosaur pride. Christmas Eve at 3 p.m. Country Club Plaza, specifically 4745 Central Street, Kansas City, Missouri, the Waffle Bar. Huh? Tom, Tom, I love a good awareness uh, event. You know? Yes. And, and this is of the highest caliber, and this is one I can get behind. Di- you know, they're here, the dinosaurs, they're still here, and they're marching so that you know that they exist and that they are in this world, the dinosaurs. And that's a lot of things to ask you to bring. Uh, all of these things I know you have. A costume, dinosaur mask, uh, what was the other thing? Dinosaur... Uh, protest signs. Protest signs, right. You've got t- tons of those. So, uh, you know, plan ahead. Be able to gather all this stuff, maybe take a, you know, rent a station wagon, maybe if you need, uh, or another dinosaur friendly vehicle. And uh, let's, 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 let's all pitch in. Let's get after it and show our dinosaur pride on Christmas Eve. And full disclosure, have some fun on Christmas Eve, right? What else are you going to do? Open up presents that you don't really want? Or are you going to be a dinosaur? Huh? Right. Be a dinosaur. Be a dinosaur. All right. Now let's uh, fast forward to New Year's Eve. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. December 31st. Hey. Now, this is going to be. All right. All right. Uh, 
most anticipated night of the year, year in and year out for people, would you say on average? Under the age of 30. Yeah, yeah, under the age of 30. <laughs> yeah, if you're yeah. like 42, you don't give a crap yeah. about New Year's Eve. Yeah, yeah, I guess I'm you're ma- right. I'm so. making that up. If you do, awesome. But I'm saying the general well, population at but 40 do, years old is like, but, but, but do they also have any other night that they really anticipate? <laughs> right, that's what I'm saying. So is any night really that, you know. Right. So this is yeah. really hard for the older people because it means staying up later than they want. Yeah. Typically... Typically, one in the oh, one in the man. morning isn't the end of the yeah. night. It's their first pee break. I gotta I gotta watch Ryan Seacrest pretend like he's Dick Clark and watch this ball drop again. Like it's the same thing every year. What do I gotta do? Well, here you go. Maybe right. this will make it a more enjoyable night. Okay. The New Year's Eve at the Temple Eight will this, be taking place at the Scottish Rite Temple. This sounds amazing. Read it to me. Read it yes. to me again. I'm okay. excited. All right, so it's going to be at the Scottish Rite Temple uh, address, as I like to give it to you so that you don't go to the wrong place, is 1330 East Linwood Boulevard, Kansas City, Missouri. It starts at 8 p.m. It goes till 3 a.m. Again, it's called the New Year's Eve at the Temple 8, Kansas City New Year's Eve Party. Now, here's the fun details about this amazing event. This will be Kansas City's biggest and best New Year's party to ring in 2018. They have. The largest 100% indoor New Year's Eve party in Kansas City. They have the largest laser light show in Kansas City. They have the largest production in Kansas City. They have the largest bottle service in Kansas City. 60 tables. And they have the longest open bar in Kansas City. Six hours. That is insane. Okay, so six hours of unlimited drinks. Okay, so you can do a package. The Kansas City New Year's Eve 2018 New Year's Eve at the Temple 8 ranks as a top 10 New Year's Eve party in the nation. Over 2,500 party people. Six hours of unlimited drinks included. Four floors, eight DJs, or excuse me, four DJs, eight party areas, massive production, laser light show, mini bar lines, table and bottle service, Four-star hotels, heavily discounted with ticket purchase, round-trip shuttle from office or from official hotel, and free parking. Are you serious? Yeah, and I we've been to this uh, uh, venue, you and I both, uh, numerous times. Uh, I'm interested to see uh, what that's like in this venue because I can just imagine the nooks and crannies they have to set up fun things to do in that place, plus the giant interior place where I assume the laser light show is going on. Uh, oh, I, I, I want to see this. I'm excited. Yeah, this actually is a thing that I actually might be at for New Year's Eve because I love a good party, and that sounds like a good party. Yeah, it sounds like a great but party. depending on how I feel and the older I get, I might want to just, you know, scale that back a little bit, mm-hmm. put on a nice suit, and go out. And oh. where could I do that at? I'm glad you asked. Uh, yeah, I was on about to. New Year's Eve. From 5 p.m. to 1.30 at Manifestos, which is 1924 Main Street, Kansas City, Missouri, they have Manifestos Fancy Schmancy's New Year's Eve Cocktail Extravaganza. Nice. Right? So now this sounds like a party for the older people Uh or for the people who – Want to hear each other speak instead of doom, 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 doom. I want a shot. Doom, doom, doom. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so join us at Manifestos. This is their words, not mine. Join us at Manifestos for a sophisticated evening to ring in the new year. 
sip on cocktails in our intimate basement lounge while celebrating 2017 and enjoying friendly company. Your $40 ticket includes two cocktails and party favors, as well as an atmosphere of festivities and merriment for a two-hour stay. Additional appetizers will be available to you. And after all, this is a party. So to purchase your tickets and revert re- reserve, excuse me, re- reserve your space, uh, follow the link, which is going to be uh, at manifestos.com, or you can call 816-536-1325. Cheers and happy holidays. Yeah. So if you want something where you're dressing up a little bit nicer, you don't want uh, a, a drink spilled on your shirt or on your pants, manifestos. If you want to get crazy and you want to go to the largest light show in Kansas City and you want to hear that doom, 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 doom. Boy, you better head up to the Scottish Rite Temple because that is where the party is going to be at. That, that doom, 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 You're right. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. All right. Okay. What else? All right. And now for our last event. This is also taking place on New Year's Eve. I cannot. Okay. Mm. So I think I know who this guy is, but I can't exactly remember. He sang a song. And I don't remember who, who who sang it specifically, but the song goes, My name is Kid Rock. Who oh, that? oh, that was Peter Gabriel. Was it Peter Gabriel? Yeah, it was Peter Gabriel. I was yeah. really thinking right. that was Jack Johnson. Well, maybe um, it is. So that artist who <laughs> yeah. I will read specifically. Uh-huh. Okay, here it is. The event's in front of me now. I apologize. Apologize <laughs> for my unprofessional uh um <laughs> guessing right are we professional it will be yeah unprofessional i am i am a professional broadcaster after all damn uh-huh, it right and so i need to be at the top of my game so i apologize that is my apology here is the event in front of me i will uh-huh. read specifically what's going down december 31st starting at 9 p.m going till midnight at the sprint center 1407 grand boulevard kansas city missouri we have one of the best Rap rock artist <laughs> of all time, Kid Rock. Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely one of the best. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Right. So, hey, if you want to relive the past while you bring in the new year, put on your Jinkos, spray some Curve, get a nice hookah uh, action going on, and enjoy the rap rock mm-hmm. of Kid Rock, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you can sing along yep. with all of his yeah. hits. Yeah, bring your bring your Confederate flags and your dirt weed and come party with Kid Rock at the Sprint Center. I'll tell you what, Ooh. grab your Doc, Doc Martens. And you will be right in the thick of it with yeah. the rest of the Kid Rock yep. Nation. Show up in your iRock Z, and we can just party all night, man. And if you don't, if you can't find your Jinkos, just remember your Zuba pants, and you will be right there with everyone else. <laughs> Who is opening for Kid Rock in 2017? Well, let me see if I can find out. I don't know who would. <laughs> well, excuse me, uh, Senator Rock. I don't. <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't say. It just says Kid Rock. So maybe it's a one-man show, man. You get all the hits. You get that one with his name. You get the other one where he's singing with Sheryl Crow, who probably won't be there. You probably also have that one where he's talking about uh, America. I don't know. 
Um, mm-hmm. Maybe another one where he's talking about love. I don't know. Uh, or maybe he's just talking about, uh, I don't know, mm-hmm. Trump. Who knows? That guy. Yeah, we said this, I think, uh, before the segment started, but uh, we we liken, we coined him today's Ted Nugent. And boy, if that didn't hit the nail on the head 100%, I don't know what else does. Yeah. They should just call him Ted Kid Rock Nugent. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's really, it's all, I mean, it's so many parallels, right? I mean, just Kid so many. Ted. It's Ted almost Nugent. like, it's almost like he's Ted Nugent's son who like, you know, they, they, they're so much alike that they can't like each other. You know what I mean? Like, right. and they just have that like angry son and father relationship, but they're still, they're so much exactly like each other that you're like, guys, why, why are you doing this? Look, I, I don't think they've ever taken a DNA test to prove it. I'm not sure kid rock knows who his dad is. So that could easily be the case. That's all reckless speculation. Ted, Ted I Nugent. do not know. I am a professional you, broadcaster. That is all speculative. You heard it here first. Kid Rock is Ted Nugent's kid. <laughs> Maybe. All right, right, so let's review real quick before we get you out of here. We have uh, at Arrowhead, December 24th, which is Christmas Eve, the Kansas City Chiefs taking on the Miami Dolphins. Also on Christmas Eve, it is going to be the most important event in Kansas City all year. The all March year. of the Dinosaurs at the Country Club Plaza. Then fast forward to... Up. Roar up. Yeah. Arr, arr. Is that what they do? I get, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then fast forwarding to fast forwarding to New Year's Eve, we have the New Year's Eve at the Temple Eight at Kansas City's uh, Scottish Rite Temple. Then you also have for the uh, sophisticated wear a tie, sip on a nice drink. We have uh, Manifesto's fancy schmancy New Year's Eve cocktail extravaganza. And then, like I said, grab your Jinkos and your Doc Martens. Grab some bad weed and smoke a hookah because we've got Kid Rock singing the best songs that Mm -hmm. everyone's forgot. Don't forget your wife beaters and head on down to the Sprint Center this New Year's Eve for Kid Rock. (laughs) Tim and Tom do not recommend getting in the pit, by the way. Unless you're tough. Yeah. Tim's favorite. 20 years ago this week was the death of Chris Farley. Remember Chris Farley? Of course. Oh, man. Oh, man, that's so, sad. Right, so I see that. Uh, it's odd being the favorite thing of the week, but I saw that come across and I was like, A, man, that was a long time ago and I'm getting old, but that's, you know, I'm, I'm going to be saying that from now until, you know, in perpetuity, I guess. So, um, but. It Easy got, there, English teacher. It, Perpetuity? It just, Spell it. it yeah, perp I U T Y. Um, every it's Southern every time. All right, so <laughs> I'm a bad person. So anyway, it got me thinking. I was like, man, you know, I used to love Chris Farley, and then we were Sunday. We had decided let's relax a little bit. We'll watch some movies. And my wife had started watching with my son, and they watched Free Willy. And she was like, let's stay in that like theme, like some of the older stuff that we used to watch. And Tommy Boy came across. I was like, all right, we're watching Tommy Boy. And it just, you know what I mean, brought up how fun he was. And it's a shame when people go early. But, man, he was like, like just had a knack for finding something funny about every situation that was going on. And he came in like a hurricane. He came in 100% physical comedy, loud comedy. 
every different type of in your face, I'm going to make you laugh type of comedy you could think of. Mm -hmm. And it was almost like a shooting star where it was like, look at this amazing thing. And as soon as everyone gravitated to it, it was gone. Yeah. It was incredible. Like he, he definitely, uh, left a mark in the comedy world. And that is sad that it's been 20 years. Uh, but man, he was so fun. And and it's comedy because of the physical nature still holds up. You know what I mean? It's so oh, funny. Yeah. I don't care. Oh, it's we watched funny it when fat people fall. Um, I mean, my wife was cracking up. She had never like seen the movie. You know what I mean? Like she just knew what it was. And my daughter was laughing at moments. Of course, I mean, I was probably more into it than, than you know, than the rest of them. But I mean, it was still, I was like, man, this still holds up now. Like this would be fun to watch now. Had I never seen it. Yeah, it's great. And I, and I don't mean specifically fat people. It's funny when anyone falls down and he did it better than anyone else. So I loved it. The the um the Chippendales routine that he did with Patrick Swayze, oh, uh down by the river, yeah, all Matt of the Foley, SNL stuff. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah and Tommy great. Boy awesome. and Tommy Boy and Black Sheep when 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 him and, and David Spade were together playing that same they played the same characters in those movies mm-hmm. that they were together, but it's because they did it so well and they both fit those characters so well. Uh, it was just money every time they just they could just walk on stage. Tom's favorite. This guy, his name is Maddie Matheson. He is another uh, in-your-face comedy type that's just gonna bring every yeah. different type of loud, uh, happy, joyful uh, type of energy that you're gonna see on the camera. And he is a chef, a world-renowned chef, a mm-hmm. very great chef, but. He comes from the hardcore scene, so he's tatted up from his neck all the way down to his feet, on his fingers, and everywhere in between. Uh-huh. And he has a new show. It's uh, three episodes in. It's called It's Supper Time with Maddie Matheson on Vice Network. And here's just a little snippet, snippet of uh, what it's like. <laughs> something on my face <laughs> yeah he's super fun you're you're not gonna find the uh chef in the you know just the all white coat and like well here we're you know i mean he is your zaniest friend that you've ever had times two but is an amazing chef and he's having the time of his life showing you how to make something. Definitely. And he's going to give you kind of that relatable factor where to, where you're not going to feel overwhelmed by doing these dishes. So he has three different types of dishes. It's small dog, medium dog, big dog, right? And those small dog meals, it is very simple. He breaks it down. And he also shows you his mistakes. Uh, there's some YouTube videos that he's done where he's burnt the butter. And so he's had to start over. And he's like, this is a mistake you don't want to do. And then he tells you, like, don't put – you know, this food item on the skillet at high heat. You want this at a medium heat because if you don't, it will burn through and then that's not good or you'll get cold meat, whatever it is. And so uh, he's very relatable. He tells you things in layman's terms to where you understand it if you're a novice cook like me. Well, I'm actually a, a genius cook now. By mm. two weeks in, I'm two basically going to get my that's own show. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Food oh, Network's man. already calling me. I think I'm going to beat Bobby Flay next How week. They, I don't know. Hear? Was it because of the work? show? They heard. They heard because of Tim and Tom, and they looked into you. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and then they said, what have you cooked? And I said, everything. And they said, really? And then I showed them all the photos, and they're like, wow, you're really good. I was like, yeah, I'm kind of the best. And then they said, you want to beat Bobby Flay? I'm like, I kind of already have in my mind, well, but I guess I'll do it now. I mean, you uh, need a job, so. Yeah, you know, I'm basically <laughs> a chef. 
Yeah. Uh, so the dog okay. right here is loving my food. Absolutely, yeah, that, is a her, big fan of all the leftovers. Yeah, it was her seal of approval of the um of the Fritos tartar. Yes, of course. Yeah. So uh, wrapping it up, my favorite thing of the week. It's called It's Supper Time. It's on Vice. Check out Vice on your hopefully cable subscription. If not, I think they stream it on YouTube. Look up Vice. And you will check out all of that fun information. Uh, Maddie Matheson, though, my favorite chef. Tim and Tom. We want to thank Michael Strider, uh, the NWL, for coming on the show. Go again, check them out, nwleague.com, and go check out a show. It's a great time. Uh, if there's also, you know, before they get kicking back up, there's all those fun <laughs> events Tom mentioned earlier. Josephine the Wonder Dog is enjoying all of leftovers from his world-renowned culinary uh, delicacies. Joe's my number one fan. She's actually yeah. asking me to get back into the kitchen, so I guess I've got to go. So let's get out of here. All right. Uh, I'll give you my fun fact. All right. 85% of people try to watch a funny movie after a scary one to reduce the risk of having nightmares. Suggest I come through again, grab my mama's keys. I hold them tight in my fist so that they don't jingle like Chris Kringle. She can't know I'm headed out to mingle. Yeah, I'm single, but you might get a different answer to that question if you ask me again. By the time I get back to the house, lace up my J's and I'm out. I'm ready, I don't have a doubt. I'm planning no hearing you shout. Tim and Tom.